Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you so much for being with us here for episode number 83 on memorial day happy memorial day monday may 28th 2018 i am joe morata this is michael quinn how you doing there michael uh howdy doody howdy doody how's memorial it going? day memorial huh? day yes so, that's right getting back from the sales yeah tons of sales uh folks this podcast is on sale it's free actually this week oh as really it is yes well each, i think it's always free <laughs> each but. and every week and uh, if you have the day off today, good for you. And uh, thank you for spending with OVP. We appreciate that. Thanks so much. And if you do have to work today, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. To hear that. I don't. But th- this podcast is 10% off today. So Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, that's great, actually. That I'm glad we're able exactly to do that. exactly the price of zero. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. zero today. And folks, speaking of uh, zero, we have zero doubt that you're going to love this episode because we've got some great topics lined up for you. And before we get to any of that, I just want to remind you, as always, if you haven't yet, go to Twitter. If you have the Twitter on your phone or a tablet or PDA or whatever they're called. What What are all these things? <laughs> I don't even know because this is retro. Oh, sorry. On your 386 computer with the monochrome screen and right. go to Twitter.com and look for at OVP podcast. You can tweet at us there. You can also email us at OVP podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, there's a place. It's a great place. It's the Ellis Island of retro wrestling discussion groups, and it's over on the Facebook. You might just say it's the place to be. You might. You could. It's a a veritable or veritable. (laughs) Is it veritable? It's veritable place for wrestling talk. Yes, it is. Um, And it's it's, on Facebook. It's the Facebook group, the R Vantage Point Facebook group. Yes. You get there. By going to the search bar on Facebook. You ever hear of it? <laughs> yes. You type in our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast, and then you're there. We'll you, let you in. You, you hit the join button, and boom, we'll, we let you join. Actually, there's an alternate way that I've added to join this group. Oh, that's there. right. If you go to ovppodcast.com on the little side thingy, I made a little dingy do on the side there. All you hit is join there. A they, widget. Yeah, if you want to go, make it even easier, you don't even have to search it. Took us a year and a half, but we finally have a widget, Quinn. We have a widget on the side of the site. So ovppodcast.com is another place you can join that group and talk about all sorts of nonsense. Yeah, we really allow almost anything there to be talked about. Yeah, like gifts of midgets spinning on their heads. That is pretty good. Yeah, there's tons of fun stuff over there. Uh, Quinn, we also have a couple of friends of the show, big fans, big supporters of a few shows. Mm -hmm. I want to recommend those formally to our fans out there. We have the wrestling podcast about nothing. It is a show that is hosted by two guys that have worked in the business. One currently does. He's a wrestler. He actually wrestles in ROH. His name is Brian Malonis. Yeah, the Wine City Whaler. The Wine City Whaler. And he is joined each and every week by independent wrestling referee who is currently on an extended hiatus. That would be Mean Mike Crockett. And these guys do a great show. Each week they'll delve into certain topics about maybe the world of current or former uh, retro wrestling. They'll interview guys from within the business. Great time. They'll reminisce about their own careers. I love the show. The Wrestling podcast about nothing also known as wpan in cincinnati very good yeah you know a guy that would appreciate that is our next plug here this is greetings from allentown 
or GF Allentown. Now, unlike most podcasts that are hosted by two or nine people, uh, this is a, a lonely one-man show hosted by our little brother, Quinn. Petey Winston. Yes, that's right. And <laughs> Petey, what he does is he waxes fondly about wrestling in theory, but really he interweaves and interconnects personal anecdotes, stories of when he was in college watching ECW or something like that. Stories about the Boston Bruins yes. losing. Yes, stories about hockey, yeah. baseball, all sorts of things. And it's where pop culture meets professional wrestling. That is greetings from Allentown G. F. Allentown. And one more thing I want to mention is we do have a Patreon. More on that later in the show. If you want to donate, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And not only that, if you use uh, formerly known as iTunes, Apple Podcasts, why don't you go on over and leave us a five-star review? Pretend you're Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, the Apple pl- Podcasts. The place where the podcasts are, right? Yes, the premier podcast retail outlet. Yes, you can get us over there. You can get us on Stitcher, Google Play, Auto. Otis. Yes, Otis uh, is FM really good. Top player. Oh, I love that one. Who cares? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right, Gorilla. <laughs> that's right, Gorilla. And uh, various other places wherever podcasts are. But one thing that uh, Quinn and I have been doing, you know, because we tried a variety of things, right? We gave an exhaustive, obviously, very journalistic history of wrestling one season. Yeah, we, we did that. We hosted a game show. Oh, I remember that. Right? We played the what if game. But one thing that we started to do this season is we became private wrestling You're on the case. investigators. On the case. You're on the case. You're the detective now, kid. And nothing's stopping you. There's justice to be served. So serve it. The year was 1993, April to be exact. Hulk Hogan was making his triumphant return after a year away from the ring at WrestleMania 9 at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas to team with Brutus Beefcake against Money Incorporated. However, when Hogan appeared at this show, he mysteriously had a black eye. For years, it has been debated and speculated that that black eye was caused by one macho man, Randy Savage, in a jealous rage. Hulk Hogan maintains it was due to a jet ski accident. Quinn and I decided we were going to get to the bottom of this. So I think this jet ski mm. accident, yeah. Joe, is yes. absolute bullshit. Okay, why is that, Michael? I just don't understand, like, the placement on his eye. I feel like his face would be more <laughs> fucked up. Okay. Like, it, it, something about it bothers me. Now, we're here, of course, to tackle these hard-hitting issues. You know, right. we have cases to solve here. This is very important. Right. So if you look at WrestleMania 9, to describe Hogan's eye, he's got like a bunch of tiny band-aids, which like I never has, understood. I think because he has like stitches. stitches. I think that's like why you would have bandages okay. like that. And his eye, he has a black eye and it's like bloodshot. It looks really bad. Hogan's face has been damaged. Had to be a cheap shot. And for whatever reason, I don't know where the, the rumor, maybe it's not rumor, certainly not innuendo, came from, is that <laughs> Savage punched Hogan. Now, Savage was there. I mean, he's at WrestleMania 9, right? Right. So, logistically... It makes sense. Like, we talked about this last week at the Luger thing, right? Logistically, it could have happened. Yes, it definitely could have happened. He's got that bad eye, but look at the... I don't think you can see out of that eye. That eye is swollen shut. But let's get to the jet ski part and see if we can debunk that first, or bunk it. Yeah. What what is... I think it's bunk, yeah. Is it bunk when it's true? I thought bunk is not true. What if we rebunk it? Rebunk it. There I want to rebunk go. this one. So, with the jet ski, Quinn, what are your thoughts? Okay, so first of all, they say like boating accident or something, yes. don't they? Yeah. So I, 
I just have this vision in my head that like him and like Brutus Beefcake are on the beach. They have bad luck with boating, huh? Yeah, both of them. Like maybe maybe if it's jet ski, right? Yeah. But like the way I see it, when they say jet ski accident, is like maybe Hogan was like a head or something, and somebody's jet ski jumped up and like hit him in the face somehow. But I feel like either way, if you got hit with a jet ski in any sort of way right mm-hmm. wouldn't your like whole face be fucked up not just this like tiny corner of like your eyebrow or okay. something like something about that seems fishy to me no pun intended <laughs> like, here's what i think happened if if in fact it was the jet ski and honestly folks if you haven't caught on by now we don't really care what the real answer is do we though? well i mean we do but we don't care what the real answer is we kind were of. gonna get to the real answer we'll get down to it that's right the way i look at it quinn is that Hulk Hogan was like sitting in the water, you know, it was like maybe up to his chest. Okay. You know, maybe neck level. And they were like getting some stuff. Of course, Beefcake was there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> was this in Tampa? Yeah. Okay. Maybe St. Petersburg, you know, yeah. across the bridge there. Yeah. And of course, Beefcake was there because Why Beefcake. Would, he would have to be, but they were training. He followed Hogan everywhere from 76 until like last year. Yeah. So, you know, Beefcake until was they, there. Did they break up over yeah, something? I think they had a divorce. <laughs> and, They're all mad at each other now. What's that about? No. Maybe and, it's jet ski related. It could be. And I always foresaw it as like Hogan sitting there, like pulling a rope or something, doing some bullshit, right? Yeah. Like just some like grunt work. And a jet ski like back up and only just clips him in the face and he's like oh god yeah. you know and sells it and everything in his mm-hmm. hogan way that's what i think happened but i get what you're saying if it was like a high impact thing yeah he'd have cranial damage you would <laughs> think you know he wouldn't be there right he'd have all. like a broken orbital socket yeah. if nothing else yeah and there would like his whole face would be bruised up because right. it's not like it just like precision aiming of the jet ski is gonna hit that corner there or whatever unless it was just like a little like it, gl- it glanced off of him or something yeah right? this is this is like a jfk silver bullet whatever back into the left back into the left <laughs> kind of incident here i guess back and to the left it's here to the rumor right yeah so the rumor is savage punched him and now the more important is why did he punch him right that's what i've always wondered why would he punch him in 93 now i've heard that it had something to do with miss elizabeth yeah of course it does but Aren't they divorced by then? Yes. That's what I don't get. Now, they seemed they broke up like, is it is the word amicable? That's um, the word amicable yeah, breakup? It I wasn't think like they a, kind of did, but it wasn't great or anything. It wasn't great, but it wasn't one of those like... We hate get, each other. Yeah, they're fighting over property or something. Yeah, like, I wouldn't it, think It so. wasn't anything like that. It's like, eh, we've grown apart. Uh, we don't, you know, we're not happy with each other, but we're not like yeah. not going to work with each other and El- stuff. Elizabeth basically wanted to be in advisory capacity. Right. You know, permanently. Yeah, permanently. But I never understood. They got divorced, I think, in the spring or summer or so of 92. Right? Yeah. yeah. Why Savage would punch Hogan in 93 over Elizabeth? Okay. So there is a way to rationalize that. Please do. Maybe Hulk in his boasting over everything. Or maybe he was ribbing. I don't know what, but is it possible that he maybe have said something like he slept with her when they were married and that Hmm. set him off? I wouldn't put that past anyone involved. Meaning like poor Liz having to be, and I I really do like Randy Savage and he probably was a really good guy, but the way Savage took her on the road, but also like had to basically micromanage her life because of that. Right. Because he didn't trust any of these guys. Right. That must've been very frustrating for her. I could see it happening. Her going to Hulk's house or something at some point or who knows. And he could have taken it as if he, if he didn't know while they were married, maybe 
you know, post-marriage, maybe it's like, it's like his, his pride kind of thing. Like, well, you did this when this happened, when right. I was married, so fuck you, I'm punching you. It's possible. Like, the thing, you know what's weird, too, while we're at it with Hogan and Savage? They had such a weird real-life relationship. Yes. Because, like, not only were they tied together, like, indefinitely in wrestling from 85 till forever, yeah. when Savage came in, you right. know, like, in kayfabe, I don't like Hulk Hogan forever. Right. WCW, same thing. He comes in, he's like, I don't like Hulk Hogan. Right. Sometimes they're allied, <laughs> yeah. sometimes they're not. But that, like, mirrors their real-life relationship, too. Now, I've heard it. I've heard a couple things that they've had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And I can't keep track of the timeline, to be honest with you. I can't either. I don't know. Like, I guess they were on the same page, even like as late as uh, 98, because they're feuding, right? Yeah. And Hogan says a line, which I totally forgot about. And I was watching a Nitro the other night. Mm -hmm. And he mentions, he says, Randy Savage, you couldn't even keep your marriage together. I don't think that's something you say on the air if you're... If you're, if not, you're on the outs yeah, with somebody. that's fair. Like, meaning, meaning Savage gave him the okay to say that. Right. Right. Which, which, what I'm getting at is, like, so I guess they were friends till then. But the, wasn't there, like, some point where they didn't talk to each other and then they met yeah. in a doctor's office or something? Towards met, the end of Savage's life, yeah. Right. And they, they were like, I love you, brother, yeah. and all this. Like, <laughs> who said that? Hogan or Savage? I don't know who, but... I love you, brother. Yeah. And you know how there's a doctor's table with paper on it? And dude, the door busted up. Oh, yeah, what's up, brother? I think for the most of the 2000s, they were on the outs. But I think in the 90s, they were on and off. I don't know where they stood in 93. I mean, Savage, certainly, if he didn't like Hogan in real life, he, he covered very well on commentary at WrestleMania 9. He could have dropped the barbell. He could have dropped some weights. Accidents will happen. I don't think so. He's too good with the weights to have that happen. Look at that. Look at that. It's hard to judge anything that happens in wrestling, in wrestling, <laughs> other than like if they're talking about people's wives, because that's something even in like fake wrestling, you don't really do. It gets a little dicey. Right. I agree with you there. But I mean, Savage, wasn't he calling out Hulk on that rap or something? Yeah. Like, oh, two or something. Oh, yeah. three. So g- give me give me this, Quinn. If Savage did indeed punch Hogan the day before WrestleMania, how did this all go down? Where were they? What happened? Oh, you want a story? huh? I do. Were they at a sizzler or something like that? I would say somewhere at a hotel, maybe. In Vegas, yeah. Yeah. Late. I, I kind of don't have, like, the same vision I have, like, with right. Samu and all that. Would, but... you, <laughs> would you say there was some alcohol involved? Probably. Especially I, on Savage's part? Again, all this stuff, it tends to happen, you know, the party before Mania, probably. Or not, I don't even think of it as, like, a party. It's more just, like, people, like, getting ready kind of thing. Yeah, and there was no fan fest yet, so right. what else were they going to do? Yeah, just so walk like, around the casinos. Go hang out at a bar or something. Does anything positive ever happen at a casino? No. <laughs> you know, does anything positive really ever happen there? But if I kind of feel like I said it for the most part, but I, I think that Hogan maybe have just said something really stupid. Like maybe he was, maybe he thought he was consoling him or something because Hogan's stupid. Like he's yeah. got that John Cena dumb niceness where he puts someone down by being nice. Like a big dumb like Doberman or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, brother. Like maybe he was like, maybe he said something really dumb. Like he was like, don't worry, brother, about Elizabeth. She was a slut anyway. Yeah, right, right, and right. Like, I, even I, she slept with everyone. She slept even with me, brother. And then, oh, like that, there like, it is. Yeah. So maybe Savage earlier that day had just gotten the news that Liz had an affair with like Brian Blair. Yeah. And Hogan finds out and Savage is there in his cowboy hat and everything. Right, and he's, yeah. he's got his beer in front of him. He's right. like, I can't believe it. She slept with a killer bee. Yeah. yeah. And Hogan's like, oh, don't worry about it. She also slept with me. She slept with everybody. Yeah. And then he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he punches him in the face. Yeah, that kind of thing. Perfect. Yeah. He knows who's behind it. Now, the other thing we're overlooking here, Quinn, 
there's a wild card. Maybe this is the true story. I seem to recall at WrestleMania 9 an interview by one IRS and Ted DiBiase, and they said they heard <laughs> that Hulk Hogan got into a little accident the night before. Do you so, think it's IRS and DiBiase's fault? Or maybe a crony that would do it for them because maybe they would pay it off. Like, is was Repo still in existence to do that? Like, barely. Yeah, yeah he that's was on his I mean, way out. Somebody that would be, like, on the <laughs> below. Like you can't, Repo would be the not, guy. They're not on the card. Like, get, get Barry to do it. Like, you know? Like, yeah, he was just about on his way out. Right. Hmm. That's another variable there, see? Maybe maybe Savage had nothing to do with it. Yeah, but that's kayfabe, Joe. What if it was Savage hit Hogan with a jet ski? And that's the whole thing. <laughs> he like, he, now we're combining things. Hey, they jet skied together on Baywatch a couple years later. Well, that's true. Remember, you know, and, I, they were, and they were fighting over the jet skiing, remember? They were like battling on the jet skis maybe or they, something. Yeah, maybe they did that scene as like a wink-wink, you know? Yeah. Like, remember when we did this, you know? Maybe Hogan was bragging that he was on the card and Randy wasn't. Maybe he had nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with, to do with Bliss. Bliss. Maybe Savage just deep down all those years just fucking hated Hulk Hogan yeah. and finally saw an opportunity to punch him in the face. Yeah, I mean, a I lot mean, of people no, didn't like it's him. It's not like they're going to kick him off the card. He's not even wrestling. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, kick him off the commentary. Oh, yeah, dear. And Randy Savage doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> he would have so. been like, okay, I'm fine. I'm I'll just go to WCW. Yeah, exactly. Like, Get the this. hell out of yeah. here. I don't even, you don't even <laughs> let me wrestle anyway. Yeah, I could. <laughs> so, fans, I want to remind you, let us know what you think really happened. Again, I don't know what the real answer is, and even if I do know, I don't know. We This is our investigative team here. Our vantage point, this if you is, will. Oh, yes, our vantage point. It's investigative team it is ovp on the case so if you have a case that you want us to crack please let us know because we'd be happy to crack a few cases but until we come back quinn we've got a very special michael quinn recommended mount rushmore and death valley coming up so we will be back right after this Here's a situation with me and Hulk Hogan. It's just, uh, we've been acquaintances at best. Never been best friends. Never been friends. Uh, just a business type thing on the television. Everybody knows it's sports entertainment, entertaining the wrestling fans. But uh, sometimes what goes on behind the scenes is stronger than the soap opera on the videoscope. And that's what happened with me and Hulk Hogan. His real name is Terry Bollea. My real name is Randy Poffo. And he disrespected me and my family through the media waves you know yeah. instead of you having a problem with me you call me to the side man to man we talk about it we agree to disagree we have a fight we have an adult beverage whatever right man to man that's how men do mano y mano okay that's, that's how that's we not do the, that's not the way he does it yeah he's a wuss a wuss yeah. did you call me a wuss hi this is jameson remember me yeah me neither you're listening to our vantage point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here on Memorial Day, episode number 83, May 28th, 2018. Michael Quinn, it's time for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is where each week we have put, and we will continue to put, four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore, and four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley. And as I said right before the break there, this is a Michael Quinn recommendation, isn't it, Quinn? Yes, it is. You're excited about this one, and uh, I've got to say, it's a it's a go on. I'm excited for. I'm excited to talk some turkey with should you. Should be here. should be interesting. Should be interesting. This yeah. is the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of.
Golden Era Main Events. Golden Era Main Events. The Golden Era Quinn, 1985 to what, 92? 92 is what I say. I know some people argue 90. That's why I was like, you could call this what you want. You could say pay-per-view main events, (laughs) 985 to 92. Yeah, because uh, the the Golden Era pretty much coincides with the Hogan Era, and Quinn and I kind of are not considering 93 part of the Hogan Era. He was like an anomaly anomaly there in 93. 93, yeah, he wasn't. Like Raw was on. It was like after prime time. The company was changing. Yeah. Did they call it the Golden Era because Hogan's hair is golden? And his skin is golden as well. (laughs) Brown. I'm just kidding. I know that. I I would actually always think about that whenever. Yeah. I would be like, oh, does that that make sense? Golden Era. Golden Era. And obviously a main event in any context, whether it's a pay-per-view or not, particularly here we're doing pay-per-views, obviously, is uh, the reason to watch the show. Yeah, I mean that's why you want to watch the show. The, the first and foremost, it should be the reason yeah. why you want to watch the show. But it's also the advertised yes. main event. Correct. It's what gets promoted the most. Generally goes on last, but not always. Don't confuse the last match with main event. They're not the same. Actually, okay. uh, they're similar, but they're not the same. It's what gets promoted the most. It's what's hyped the most. It's the main draw of a show. And a good main event will make you want to watch a bad show because right. of the main event. A bad main event can drag down an otherwise okay show. Yeah. So there's some considerations here. Yeah. There's also some things I want to talk about too, just to before we start, so that we can make sure we we have everything in our bucket of what we want to cover here. Sure. Um, There's one anomaly on this list that's weird. WrestleMania 2 has three main events because there's three locations. Are we counting all three as individual main events? I would say that in that particular case that the last main event is the the most promoted one. However, I think I think all three qualify. Okay, so T Piper and Dream Team versus Bulldogs are all main events. Yeah, because if you go to the local show, right, that's what you're seeing last in person. You know, okay. if you went to the arena. Right. And, so we're, I figured, and we're not counting Saturday night's main event or no, anything. No, just like pay per views. Just pay per views. Just pay per views. Uh, and one other thing is because sometimes we have variable criteria. This is a combination, I guess, Quinn, of how it looks on paper in mm-hmm. terms of its appeal, but also the way the execution went, right? So right. it's kind of like the before and the after. Right. It's right. like how was it? Mm-hmm. How did it look? And yep. also how did it execute? So those are all gonna be factors here. And Quinn, since you had the pick, I'm actually going to pick up the stick here for the go first ahead. one. You know I'm going to go here because it's just like, uh, it's the biggest on paper main event that they had had for a long time. Right. Hogan Andre. Yeah, no shit. However, I will say that in execution, I mean, it's not like it's a great wrestling match or anything. No, it's not the greatest wrestled match on here, but it's <laughs> the biggest match. It really is, right? I mean, I, I mean, of this era, that's definitely the biggest, biggest. It's the biggest main event. But, okay, so... This is where I think it's going to be weird with mm-hmm. Rushmore. Yep. I think that there's a lot of good main events here. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of bad. However, mm-hmm. that should make for an interesting Death Valley. It's kind of the reverse of last week where yeah. even Fuji's Rushmore was like shitty toward, right. <laughs> towards the end there. Yeah. This is where like even stuff in Death Valley might be pretty good. But that's where also the scrutiny is going to be on, say, a Hogan versus Andre. because. Correct. Now we're talking like you got to be really good here. Yeah. So as far as promotion, it might be the best one on the entire slew. However, the other criteria is when you watch the match in in retrospect. Yeah. It's not a good wrestling match. Right. And we're also giving levity to the wrestling aspect of it for once. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not just the promotion. So right. Hogan Andre, probably the best in terms of big it drew a lot of people. It's got the promotion factor. It's got the hype. It's got the names. Yeah. It's got the feel. 
the mm-hmm. iconic moments. But as a wrestling match, it's not a good wrestling, you know, if you're going to match, you know, all that shit. It's not. The one thing that I would never do is go back 20 years and rate a match. Yeah, good. But that's not going to disqualify it from the discussion. I think one that has a good combination of both, and it might surprise you, but I think the 92 Royal Rumble. Great. Um, The hype is there because the title's on the line. 30 men have a chance at the belt. In theory. In theory. Yeah, on paper, but, right? you know, back on then. On the promotion end. Back then, we're, you know, we're only like two, three years removed from Big John Stud winning the damn thing. So it's like <laughs> And really, Hogan twice. Yeah, so, you know, anybody could really win in people's eyes. True. That's true. So it, it was actually like a thing. And there were probably about six guys that could have realistically won. Which is a lot for back that then is. because it was usually just Hogan. Yeah, because Savage, Hogan, Undertaker, Sid, mm-hmm. Flair, maybe even Piper. Piper was a... a, a thought yeah there were there were a lot of people right but not only was the promotion of it great because it's the first time the world title was going to be decided in the royal rumble like the rumble meant something the first time there was any prize in the royal rumble yep not only that the execution quinn yeah it's probably the best wrestled royal rumble ever yeah definitely yeah definitely is flair's tour de force in the wwf yeah i think it's got a little bit of everything really i I think it does too it's definitely on the table definitely i'm I'm gonna give you another one uh and throw it on the table here and this is one that it's got a big feel to it again, like a Hogan Andre. Mm-hmm. The wrestling is better for sure than Hogan Andre. Yeah. That would be Hogan Savage. The Mega Power! Explode! Here at WrestleMania 5! Hogan Savage. The two top guys in 1989, now WrestleMania we recent- 5. We recently did that, right? Yes, and we concluded that the wrestling part was not it, amazing. It was a little overhyped, the wrestling part. Like, that was like the rose-colored glasses or the Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> well, you'd be serious. But the hype, I mean, the promotion, the angle, everything about surrounding the match was fantastic. And the match itself was good. It's not like yeah. it was bad. It was a really good match. I would keep it on the table as a contender if you're okay. Yeah, sure. Um, It's got the hype factor. The wrestling's not all there. No. Here's the thing is... There, there's sometimes where the entertainment factor can trump the wrestling Absolutely. in a match. Absolutely. And one that comes to mind is SummerSlam 88's Love Mega it. Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Love it. The Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. The Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Hulk Hogan facing the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Andre the Giant. This match kind of had it all. Like, it really builds on WrestleMania 4. It's got that big match summer feel, like, to me, back, well, to me back then, especially the first SummerSlam and around that time, and, and a tradition with SummerSlam usually was that it wasn't really a time for a title match back then. It was a time for like a festival style, like fun yes. um, combination of guys you, you wouldn't normally get yeah. to see. That's um, generally what that was, yes. Right, and I think this kind of hits home on all those points, and they would you know try it like three times in a row. Yeah, a bunch four of times, matches, sure. Actually up to 91, right? Yeah, 90 had a world title match. It had a double main. The Warrior Rude was one of right, the main events. Right, I forgot about that. But, you know, like, again, they went back to the well in 91. Yes, and so, they did. But as far as the Powers Bucks, I mean, <laughs> that is Saturday morning cartoons in wrestling form. Oh, yeah. And I love it. Yeah, and also the secret weapon of Elizabeth. That was, like, surprising. Yes. Like, as a kid, that's like, whoa. And the corruption of Jesse Ventura, or the possible corruption with Jesse Ventura right, there. Right, you throw all that in. It's so stupid and, and fun. It's not... 
it's just like a Hogan match in tag form. That's all is it what is. I feel like <laughs> it's not good. Like it's not, but great, it's fun. But I feel like it's one of those special ones where the fun of it kind of trumps the wrestling. Because if we're factoring in everything, like we said, okay, it makes up for it. Okay, that's fair. I would have to say then, in all, in all honesty, here to, to get the first one on because mm-hmm. I think I think we have our first one. Can anything knock Rumble '92 off of this? Yeah, I think Rumble '92 is actually the most full featured. Right, like, not not as many flaws because it's fun too. It's it, like it's it, everything. Yeah, the aspect of it, the angle around it, the yeah. prize, the fact that it's a Royal Rumble, the fact that it's for the world title, and the actual match itself is amazing. Yep. All right, nothing's knocking that off, right? Nothing. All right, so for number one, why don't we welcome the 1992 Royal Rumble? <laughs> What are you thinking, Lincoln? I want to introduce this in, and it's probably not like ahead of some other ones that we haven't even mentioned yet, but I want to introduce it in because I think it's one of the only ones for shock factor Mm -hmm. is the Tuesday in Texas main event. Or I'm sorry, not the Tuesday in Texas. Survivor Series? Survivor Series. Where Undertaker beat Hogan. Right. The now, that's not officially the main event, which is weird. It's but... the, the most promoted match, though. Yeah, it's it definitely it's, the match. It's officially right? the main event. They're on the cover. I yes. don't know why it's not like on Wikipedia, like the main event. Because but... the, sometimes those are wrong, and they just put the last right. match on there. Right. Now, Hogan, Hogan Undertaker was definitely the main event of Survivor Without Series 91. Question, yes, right? it was just in the mid-card. Yeah, that's what I always yes. thought. To me, that was very shocking. One, two, one, two. Oh, yeah. I mean, Hogan losing was had only happened like twice. Yeah. And to lose to this guy that made his debut a year earlier. Like it was like new. Yeah. Now, Hogan, it's not like Hogan didn't face new big fat monster heels. Oh, all the time. But he never lost. <laughs> right. Like, so this was like very shocking. It and was. Not to mention the Ric Flair interference. <laughs> yeah, the chair. Dink. Uh, not the greatest match. but um, I it Very did, shitty. It did what it needed to do and not in a. Uh, Starcade ninety seven way. <laughs> yeah, don't watch that phrase, yeah, Quinn. <laughs> but, it, but it did. It did what it needed to do, and it yeah, was very. It did. It was very shocking. Like I, yeah, it stands out to me all the time. I don't know why it just does. It stands out, but let's be. Let's call it spade a spade. The match is a piece of crap. Well, it's it is really a piece bad. Of crap, it's not fun. You are nothing but a piece of crap. I just. Think but it's, it's a an, fun it, ending. It's an interesting main event. A piece of crap. It is. It's interesting, but I don't know if this is the Mount Rushmore of interesting main events yeah. there, Michael. But I'm saying I don't even think that would make Death Valley. That's nah. why, to me, it became more of a Rushmore conversation. I think it was worth an honorable mention, but yeah. I don't know if it's going to stand up against some of the other ones. I, I've got to say, I mean, the other one to mention here, if we're talking big main events from this era, is Hogan Warriors. Another one in the right. same uh, vein as Hogan Savage and Hogan Andre. Of course. Where it's Hogan fighting someone where, holy shit, he might have met his match. Right. Now, yet again. again, the wrestling... Not we, as good as we, we thought. We, we went back and watched it. I mean, you can go on the Patreon yeah. and, and check it out. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not as good as I remembered. No, it's not. But it's still up there with Hogan Savage in terms of quality. They're both. both I would say Hogan Savage is slightly better, better. quality. However, this kind of has more of the moment. The, this the is big, bigger. Big feel. Champion versus champion. Title for title. It's the ultimate challenge. It's WrestleMania. Hogan Warrior, obviously Warrior wins, which was huge. Another one for for a great ending there. They delivered as best they could have in terms of the wrestling, Quinn. I mean, they couldn't have done a better match than that. 
I'm those, not saying those it's two those guys, two. No. Yeah, that was about as good a match as you're going to get out of Hogan and Warrior. They went like 20 minutes. Right. But the angle, the ultimate challenge, these two finally meeting never had before. In my mind, that might even be a bigger match than Hogan Savage. Bigger. I think it's bigger. Yeah. I do think it's bigger. But it's not as big as Hogan Andre. No. But it's not as, but it's a better wrestling match than Hogan Andre. This is true. So that this is where we kind of reach an okay. impasse. The impasse is this, is that I think Hogan Andre is more remembered. Important. More important. I think that that would make it before those two. Is there anything that would trump Andre and Hogan? No. At all? Hogan Andre is making it, I think. I don't know about Hogan Warrior, but I think Hogan Andre needs to go on there. I mean, it's a WrestleMania 3 main event. What do we... Okay, wait a second. Yep. Before we go there, what about... It. WrestleMania 8, it's a double main event. Mm-hmm. Now, so they so both qualify. They both qualify. Savage versus Ric Flair is a well-hyped match. It's it's a great match. Love it. It's got all the intrigue with Eliz- Elizabeth, I slept with her before you were married to her thing or yes. whatever. Like, yes. It's got... Mr. It's Perfect got, is awesome too, by Mr. the way. Mr. Perfect. It pulls at the heartstrings. It's brutal. It's bloody. Yep. It's, the per- it's a great match. It's probably, to me... It's like the whole thing with Savage having good matches every year. Yeah. But now we put it on a main event scale and we put all that emotion from seven. Yeah. That that, that wrestling from three. There's stakes, there, too. And we have those stakes. Yeah. We have the world title on the line. Right. All of it combines. Is it a better main event than those two? It, because, uh, because it's more well-rounded. I can sum up Savage Flair in one word in the best possible way, which is dramatic. Yeah. Meaning it really feels like this match matters. So that's not even... And I'm talking while they're wrestling it. Yeah. That's how good the execution is by everyone involved. And I mean everyone. Gorilla. But we all know what's running through his mind. What he's gone through these past several months. The humiliation. The degradation. Bobby. Savage has got to be stopped. There's something wrong with the man. Perfect. This is it. We are just moments away for the... Shut up, Mooney. Flair and to try and capture the most coveted trophy of them all. Elizabeth, Liz, Savage, yep. everyone, right? Even the people that come out to break it up, like everyone. Dave Hebner, Shane McMahon. Everyone does everything right, and there's a lot of moving parts here, and they all work. And the ending is great. Yeah. Savage wins. Right. Savage wins. You know what I mean? Right. But ending. he doesn't even care that he won. Yes. That's the coolest part about yeah. it. Is you don't get that a lot. They use the fact that this isn't in the end spot to put a promo at the end mm-hmm. to make, to almost add to it. Like, this isn't over, basically. Right, yeah. This is yours. Take it and call. And this is yours, McClare. Oh, yeah! He gives the belt to Liz and says, no, I need to beat the shit out of this guy more. And I already beat the... He, and, right. his fa- and he comes back, and his whole face is bloody. Yes. I mean, like... Yeah, the promos afterwards are incredible. Yeah. Because Flair also says it ain't over yet. You did it once. Now, let's see you do it again. One time means nothing to my career. Yeah. You beat me once, so what, basically? Bobby runs down there. Flair doesn't even give a fuck that he lost the belt. Like, I mean, the stakes that were there, then they, like, trump their own stakes at the end. That's one of the unheralded spots in a year that gets shat on sometimes for for quality. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Hogan-Andre is still the bigger main event. You're right. But is it the 
we're talking about the most well-rounded best main events here. We're we're we ra- are. we're rating we are. them as main events, not as like big time moments. But now their their memorability does matter, but you got to factor in everything. Okay, well, what is there anything else we want to consider in, that could really seriously contend here? Here's one that a lot of people remember. It's well wrestled. Um, it had the hype. It had the family factor. Brett versus the Bulldog co-main event with the. Uh... Savage Warrior, right? Mm-hmm. SummerSlam 92. SummerSlam 92, Brett versus Bulldog is a great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had everything. It is well-rounded because yeah. the angle made sense. It was Brett's the Intercontinental Champion, and Brett was basically like, I'm going to beat you, British Bulldog. Yeah. You're tearing up the family. And from what I understand, Quinn, the British Bulldog was going to win whether he wanted to or not. Well, that's what the kids said yeah. outside. But so that's what I understood. It's right, the right. whole thing anyway. The British Bulldog's going to win. Whether he wants to or not. The match itself, I mean, Brett says it's like his best match ever. It's not even my favorite Brett match ever, but to each his own, it's his but match. I mean, okay, so it's, it's great, it's, though. Let's look at it for a second. It's yeah. got the big stadium feel. Absolutely. In 80, Wembley 000. Stadium. You have the novelty of it being in England, and they have an English hero. Like True. To, to, to make it work. Yeah, and, and that's great, because even though Bulldog was kind of like a middling... Uh, wrestler in the U.S. He was over Here's the in thing. England. He was huge. Here's the thing is they had built the Bulldog. It's like they knew for since like I want to say like WrestleMania 7 almost because that's when I start to detect all this shit going on. Even before that, Vince wanted them to beat perfect at SummerSlam 90. Right. You start to detect that something's going on with the Bulldog. With them, they, yeah. they, they have them win the Royal Albert Hall in 91. Fucking trophy. The, the Savile Bar trophy. <laughs> they, I mean, the whole it's year true. he's just like killing it. Like he's yep. beating everyone. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't lose much. He's not. He doesn't lose much, and but it's always like come from behind. Yeah, he, he's like an underdog, like or a Cinderella story. Even though, even though he's like a muscly man, Mr. And steroid. Like, yeah, yeah, like he should be just destroying. He should be right. like Goldberg. But, right. Um, he has a good showing in the '92 Rumble. Right. He has a good showing pretty much everywhere. Good right? point. Yeah, and it's all built up to this. It's finally he's going to get his shot at a belt, whether he wants to or not. And this is during a time when the Intercontinental title mattered. You could put it in the main event, and it did yeah. seem like a big deal. Ninety two was a good year for that, right? Yep. So you have all that. Um, they definitely trump the main event, the other, the co main event of Sav- yeah. Savage and Ultimate Warrior. I would say. I, I know. I would agree too. I know you're not a huge fan of that one. I like it a lot, but Bulldog Bread is better overall. The right. angle surrounding is Savage Warrior is fun, but. Uh, the match is great. Bulldog wins. Brett loses cleanly. Another one where they use, they do the right thing um, with the people surrounding it, like Diana. I know that she doesn't do much, but she she, yeah, does, she plays Elizabeth. She, she does, in a good way, too. Yeah. And Mooney's like, eh, what do you think? I love Brett, and I love Davey, you know. But to me, she's actually the more, like... She's, she's better be- at it. <laughs> she's better than most at that thing. <laughs> she like, is. You know what I mean, she is, too. She is, she is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's up. I actually didn't think of that one. That one yeah. is up there. That's that's a serious contender. That's the best. Um, that's the best of '92 besides the Rumble and the Flair thing. Right. So, I mean, there's nothing from Survivor Series, and then, <laughs> and there's nothing else in '91 that I would put on. There's nothing else in '90 that I would put on. I think we have our table unless you, unless you can think of something I can't. Mm-hmm. I think there's no other Royal Rumbles that qualify, right? I can't think of a better Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say I think we have our table. I'll okay. run it down if you want real quick. Sure. We have uh, seven things on the table here. Whoa. Yeah. Hogan Andre, Hogan Savage, Hogan Warrior, SummerSlam 88, the Mega Bucks, Mega Powers, Hogan Taker. I'm taking that off the table. Yeah. Come on, Quinn. I agree. All right. That's okay. that's immediately off. Savage Flair, though. I yeah, Brett that, Bulldog. I think Savage Flair is going on first. 
personally. Over Hogan Andre, huh? Did make that case. Make the case. It's just the roundedness. I, I said okay, it when, okay. I, when we did talk about You're right. it. I, I think it's, it's, it's just, it's got a little bit of everything, whereas Andre is like, it's all one thing. It's all hype. It's all spectacle. <sighs> wow. Okay. You know what? I can't, I can't disagree with you. I think Savage Flair would make it regardless. Mm-hmm. So I'll put it on for number two. So for number two, Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8. I want to talk about the candidacy here of the Mega Powers versus Mega Bucks. Is that the weakest? We've got all these other one-on-one matches. Hogan Savage, Hogan Warrior, Hogan Andre, Brett Bulldog. Yeah. The Mega Bucks versus Mega Powers. Wow, fun. Fun and memorable, Joe. And memorable. Don't forget the memorable. And, and it pretty much launched SummerSlam. It did, and it's in the sweaty, smelly Madison Square Garden in the yeah. heat of the summer. You know, Vladimir's there and all that. Yeah, all Regis. Them. Yes. But it's not, it's the weakest out of the, everything on the table here, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I, I really hate to drop it off, too, because it, it is good. It like, is good. It, it's really good. It, to me, it's like, the. it's one of those, you know how you always say a definition of a main event? That's, yeah, a, that's it is. That looks good on a poster. Absolutely. Like, and it looked okay in the ring for what it was. It's even got the whole, the hype thing because of that poster with, like, Liz with her holding hands on, back. Bo- holding him back, and, like, deep, they were, like, all evil and maniacal yeah. <laughs> on the other side. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> and Virgil kind of looking stern in the corner. He was very good at looking yeah, stern. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's good. It it's is just oh, okay. We got to cut it off. We got to cut it off. Yeah. I think uh, we have to put Hogan Andre on, or else fine. We're missing Hogan the Andre. point of this. You're right. Segment. You're right. I <laughs> okay. just, I just needed to give something. You got credit. your victory. Yeah, you got your victory. It's going on third, Quinn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for number three, Hogan Andre WrestleMania three. <laughs> So here's the top three, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Hogan Savage, Hogan Warrior, and Brett Bulldog. I got to say something. Go ahead. I actually think we should bring back in an unprecedented move <laughs> onto the table <laughs> the SummerSlam one. Really? Okay, the, why? And I think we should knock off Brett and Bulldog. Whoa! Yes. SummerSlam 88? Okay, why? Tell me why. Because at the end of the day, as well wrestled and, and heartstrings and all that, it's two fucking mid carters. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. Okay. Like, look, I'm a biggest Brett fan as anybody, and you yeah. well know that. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. I was surprised that you even vouched for it. I'm vow. I'm saying it, it should have been in the discussion. Yes, but I think the table this late. I think it's a little egregious to take the mega powers and mega bucks off and still leave Brett and Bulldog on it. Okay, fair enough, Quinn. In an unprecedented move, we're going to reset the table and I'll eliminate <laughs> Brett Bulldog. But that leaves us with uh, Hulk Hogan everywhere, man, which says a lot about Hulk Hogan. Well, it is the golden era. So what are we doing here? Are we going to eliminate um, the Savage or Warrior match or the tag match? Now we only got three on the table. They all involve Hogan. Two of them involve Savage. Okay. This is tough, but I think... That Savage and Hogan at five should be eliminated. Yep. Do you agree? I agree because Hogan Warrior is bigger. Wrestling quality is almost equal. Yeah. But bigger is Hogan Warrior. Right. Bigger. Right. All right. Hogan Savage comes on. And I love it. Now, You're right. You're now, right. You're right. Yeah. Now we got the Warrior and Hulk. <sighs> Get my napkin. I'm sitting down at the table here. And we got the Mega Powers and the Mega Bucks, right? This is... this. Good is, Lord. It's hard, Joe. It's hard because... Hard. The, I think the Mega Powers Mega Bucks, they both 
wrestling wise stink. So that's <laughs> not a factor. Hogan Warrior's good. It's okay. It's just as good as well. Maybe it's a little better. It's a little better than the Mega Bucks match. However, the, fuck the Mega Powers Mega Bucks is so fun. Whereas I the agree, it's fun. Warrior Hogan is so serious. <laughs> and here's the other thing: it yes. has the the outcome is like well, great and interesting, right? Yeah. It didn't really lead to much, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it just led to Hogan wins the belt back at seven. Yeah, but I mean, the outcome of the Mega Bucks thing didn't either. Yeah, but it I didn't mean, when, do anything. when we're digging deep, I mean, no, it did, though, because... Come on. No, because that's... because oh, Hogan touched Liz's butt. Well, yeah, and there's also the look at the end. Yeah, I know. With <laughs> Yeah. The... Come on, though, but that, that didn't need to happen at the main event. That could have happened any time. Yes, but Hogan the, Warrior's better, and you're fooling yourself if you think otherwise. Come on, uh, what are yeah. you talking it's about? It's so hard because I just when I think of like two posters to a main event, right? These two really pop out at me. Yeah, but Be- only one of them has galaxies. That's true, but only one of them has, has like <laughs> Liz and dollar signs and like it like, is the most cartoony thing ever. Yeah, well, they're both cartoony. But Hogan Warrior <laughs> Quinn is like literally. The, one of the biggest main events that they had had besides Hogan Andre. Yeah, but the Mega Bucks is one of the most like greatest teams that they could have possibly ever made ever. Oh, come on. Mega Powers, you mean? Yeah, Mega Powers. Sorry. And the Bucks are fun, too, because yeah. it's DiBiase and Andre. Right. It's perfect. It's comical. They're like Bond villains, those fine. two. But okay. Hogan Warriors big, bigger and better. The whole yeah. thing is better. I'm sorry. Okay, fine. I'm not saying it's the greatest I, match. You're right. I. It's... Look, we were both very cordial with each other on this one, and we gave a lot. We yeah. gave a lot of inches here, okay? okay. But I think, I'm just proud of Savage and Flair for making it. Like, they, they deserved it. I think they absolutely deserve it, and I'm glad they made it too, but I think we're we're nuts if we don't choose Hogan Warrior <laughs> over the Mega Bucks thing. Sure, so, sure. For number four, Hogan Warrior, WrestleMania 6. <laughs> We need to now watch that Mega Bucks, Mega Powers thing it. on Patreon. Okay, we'll do this as a commentary. Yeah, because Fine. now I'm like, but is it better? Like, yes. You know what I mean? It, Hogan Warriors better to recap for Tawny. Our Mount Rushmore of Golden Era main events is the Royal Rumble of 1992, the match. Savage versus Flair from WrestleMania 8. Hogan Andre from WrestleMania 3. And Hogan Warrior from WrestleMania 6. That's our Mount Rushmore, and be sure to let us know yours. But to get right into the Death Valley here, I want you to go for it, Quinn. What is it? Well, I think the worst of the worst is that Mr. T versus Piper boxing match at WrestleMania 2. Well, we said we were counting it, right? It has to count because it's the main event of the Nassau portion. So that thing sucks. Listen, the Nassau Coliseum portion was terrible. Like, yeah, it was awful. That had that opener was uh, Orndorff in Morocco, right? Where he does the, the rude gesture to him. Yes. The, <laughs> the Chinese thing. Yes. And then he there's also that weird like Memphis Savage versus George Steele, oh, and like most Uh-oh. of it's him like eating the turnbuckle and <laughs> it flowers is. and all this bullshit. And Susan St. James saying, uh oh, the whole right. match and George and all that. Yeah. Uh-oh. But then Piper T comes along, and, and like in real life, I don't even think Piper wanted to do that, right? First of all, it's a boxing match, right? Never good in wrestling. Now, never. If you're going to do that, right? Yeah. Did they really need to go like six rounds or whatever the <laughs> yeah, fuck? It's, it's like, a worked match. Yeah, like they went long. <laughs> they did. That was long. How long was that in total? I don't know. Probably 15 Actually, minutes. Actually, I want to know 
just 20 minutes off the top of my head like what the the time of that match was probably 18 20 they probably gave it wow it's only 13 minutes felt like an eternity yeah it stinks <laughs> yeah it's I, really poor yeah it's bad i'll consider it because it's a boxing match on a wrestling event yep and, and it's those, considered a main event it is of the nassau yeah. however i'd like to uh throw one over to you there Michael. SummerSlam 91. Now tell me why you're so upset with this. Because well, I disagree on this. But I, You're allowed to, but that doesn't make you right. No. Okay. <laughs> um, because Hogan had already defeated Slaughter like all the time, every time. WrestleMania 7, every rematch they had. They mm-hmm. had a Desert Storm match at MSG that summer. So Hogan now decides to defeat Slaughter fucking Iron Sheik who had already beaten him like 84. Well, that's that's uh, Colonel Mustafa, yes. you mean, not Iron Sorry, Sheik. Sorry, breaking kayfabe here. Yeah. And General Adnan wrestling. Right. First of all, General Adnan is in the main event of something and you're asking me why I have a problem <laughs> well, with General it. General Adnan, he didn't do much. <laughs> yeah. He needs the Ultimate Warrior's help to beat two old guys and Sergeant Slaughter for the 15th time. Well, Sergeant Slaughter's rules, if you recall, they're very effective. They're very effective, and he outnumbers people, so oh, he needed some. He needed some help. Get out of here! And the Glenn. warrior had nothing to do. He just <laughs> ended his mortal enemy's career. <laughs> like, what the fuck else is he gonna do? That sucked. That main event sucks. That is a horrible filler, awful main event. Eh. And its co-main event is a wedding. <laughs> well, it is a very memorable. I like the wedding actually. What about it is good. Well, I like the end part when Jake does the, the snake <laughs> on them in the in that the, part's funny. In the, in the the whole wedding like after part. Undertaker with the urn hitting yeah. Savage. That yeah. part is fun. <laughs> and not to mention, it's like the Savage all nervous the whole show is really funny. Do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but come on, it's such trash, and you know it's trash. That whole main event scene there at that show is trash. You say that, but it's one of the better Summer Slams. Also, as a Summer Slam, it's good, but the main event. How could you is not like bad. the wedding? Joe. The wedding's fun. What it, is there to like about it? It's, it's boring. Just, it's just goofy fun and like it's the not. whole Piper like, hey, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> the whole- it sucks. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, Quinn. I'm sorry. Aww. It's really bad. Ah. Okay, can I give you another one sure. then? Hogan Bundy. I know people have defended it. I still don't understand no, why. I agree. It's not. It doesn't look. Bundy just to me, I'm sorry, everyone. He never did it for me as like a threatening heel. The problem with it is it's like some really short term feud yeah. that they just threw together. And right. it's weird because like off of WrestleMania one, you would think like, oh, let's keep making it bigger. Right. It's like they only got that by WrestleMania the next year. Yeah. It just feels like such a placeholder main event. On to WrestleMania one for a second. Yeah. I, oh, whoa. To this day, don't like this main event. Really? Because I feel this should have been the true blow off to Hogan versus Piper. Like not the MTV nonsense and all that. They they did wrestle a wrestling classic yeah, in but December or November. Wasn't the main event. Well, was it? it was a mid card. Yeah. It, technically it was the most promoted match. But regardless, you think a straight Hogan Piper one on one match I don't know. It's easy to say that in hindsight, but part of the draw was Mr. T. Right. And I think you could have thrown Mr. T in as like outside enforcer yeah, but or Ali referee did that. or but something. Muhammad Ali was there. Why not just have T there? <laughs> yeah, but he—I don't know because Mr. the moment T- they realized that Muhammad Ali could not like do anything, they should have had T be the ref. No, T wrestling was part of the whole appeal. He was a very big television personality at the time. I get it, but that th- main th- event's th- fine. Th- world it's title. Fine. Ma- there's no title match at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, but it's, there was no precedent yet. It's called WrestleMania. There was wrestling and Hulkamania, but they had Intercontinental and tag team. 
Why didn't they have the world title? Because he was busy fighting with Mr. T against Piper and Orndorff. It's bullshit. This is this is like a summer main event. This type I'm of match. Sorry, it was the first WrestleMania. Uh, it's good. It's fine. What's wrong with it? I I just don't. It's like not it. worse than Hogan Bundy. I don't know. Maybe it's just hindsight. I just don't yeah, feel hindsight. comfortable with, with the first WrestleMania being a tag team match. Of whether, no consequence whether whatsoever. Whether you feel comfortable with it or not, it happened, and it's fine. I'm sorry. I know everyone's going to be so mad that I think this, but I... You can make up for it right now by saying Starcade 97 was bad. It, it's, uh, it's, it exists. Ah! The company didn't fall apart, let's put it that way. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, they they went on to continue to have 30-something more WrestleManias, so they must have been okay with this I main guess, event, Michael. I guess. Hogan Bundy's worse. SummerSlam 91 is still the worst thing I've said so far. Do you have anything else that really grinds your gears, gets your goat, if you will? Well, there's one thing I don't like, mm-hmm. and it's not particularly bad. It's mm-hmm. just that I just think it's just a rip-off of the first one. What? The SummerSlam 89, where they just... I like it, but Brutus Beefcake in there and Zeus and Zeus. Like I just, it's kind of dumb. Like you know what's weird about it? On paper, it's worse than the actual match. Is like the match is okay. Well, Sherry does most of the work yeah. making that match. And Savage, fun. yeah, of and course. Savage. It sounds worse than it is, which still qualifies. Like on mm-hmm. paper, it's a weird ass main event. It's not as good as eighty eights, right. but the actual execution isn't half bad. I'd have to say, I guess. But I do want to throw another one while we're on the SummerSlam kick here. Sure, I never, ever, ever liked Warrior Rude from SummerSlam ninety four. Oh, that's yeah, pretty weak for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Not not only had they fought before, I get that that was part of the angle. Yeah, the biggest problem with it is that when they last left off in eighty nine, Warrior won. Right. But what Rude was claiming is he had defeated the war. He's the only man to ever defeat Correct. the warrior. W- which was true. Which makes him the number one contender, which I get it. That, I get it. That, that That's at least a plausible reason. It's as plausible as Duggan beating Slaughter in a disqualification, and he should be a contender. Yeah. But here's another problem. These two fought the month before on Saturday Night's main event. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. And it just felt like a foregone conclusion. At no point does it at all feel big. At no point does it seem like Rick Rude has a chance in hell of winning this match. It's unfair to Rude because I feel like that was supposed to be his vehicle to be like one of the lead heels. Yeah, but it's against the Warrior. Fucked it all up. He would have done well against Hogan in that spot. Honestly. Oh, yeah, he would have. And Earthquake would have done well against Warrior in that spot. That's true. So I think Rude Warrior is actually a strong contender for one of the worst. I mean, the co-main on that show is Hogan Earthquake, which I have no problem with. It's okay. Yeah. But I think Warrior Rude, in execution, it's boring. In I, promo, it's not good. It's just not let, good. Let's put it on the table because I yeah. think I can trump it. Go ahead. The ultimate survival match <laughs> at the end of Survivor Series 90. 90. Yeah, that's not good. This one just annoys the shit out of me. Because, on paper, it's so cool. Like, the idea of it is awesome. Yeah. They end it in this one. The survivors are Warrior Hogan and Tito Santana. Tito, yeah. All coincidentally faces. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally. Versus, by the way, there was, like, no rules stated on, like, what side you I know, end I up know. on. By the way, like, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah. Versus DiBiase, Martel. Warlord yep. and Power and Glory. That's so the, the the faces are outnumbered, of course. And if, why would those jabrones beat those three? Especially, like the well, only yeah, Ted DiBiase, he's the only good one who had recently feuded with the likes of those people, like a year earlier. Yeah. And then you have, I think, Martel and Santana. At least there's a little bit of heat. I guess there. the idea was the overwhelming numbers, yeah. right? Like they did have like what, uh, like a five to 
three advantage. That's did, a lot. But, but like by 1990, by the end of 90, that was such a old hat. You know what I mean? For Hogan to overcome the odds and all that shit. Well, it's always old hat. But it's very old hat. It's an old bandana. Now, here's another thing. It's mm. what annoys me about this is that because this didn't work, because they like fucked this up, it, mm-hmm. they never did it again. No. What's the worst one though so far that we've talked about? Piper T. Piper T. Piper T. Yeah. Do you think anything can knock that off? I mean, we're, we That's counted it. Bullshit. It, it's really bad. The whole thing about it is bad. It's a boxing match. I keep saying yeah. that because this is a wrestling event. Yeah. I don't like seeing fake boxing on wrestling. I just don't. Like, it's not yeah. good. What about um, Hulk Hogan versus Sid, where like Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior <laughs> interfere? Papa Shango! Where's he going? I don't know. On paper, Hogan Sid is decent. Uh, on paper, Hogan Flair would have been better. Yeah. Well, In, I mean, obviously. Know, in execution, Hogan Sid is crappy. Yeah. The finish is botched, so Sid has to kick out of the leg drop, which is funny. And yep. Shango runs in, and Warrior return, but it's it didn't lead to anything good. It's a mess. It sucks. The whole thing about it is a mess. But is it worse than Piper T boxing? No. Okay, it's so Piper T boxing first. Piper T ba- boxing is definitely the worst thing we've mentioned so far. And not by much, though. There's yeah. a few other things. All right, so for number one, Piper versus T from the Nassau portion of WrestleMania 2. Die, die, die. I'm still holding strong to SummerSlam 91, but I don't know if I can sway you on that. I don't know with all this garbage. Like, I think the ultimate survivor is is kind of like a solid number two. And <laughs> no pun intended there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was kind of promoted as like the big attraction that year because they had a few Survivor Series matches. None of them were particularly good. The Undertaker debuting was notable. Well, the idea is that if they don't have to be good because it's really ultimately about the ultimate survivor match. Exactly. Like, and it stunk. Yeah, and it stunk. It really did. That yeah. was it's a bad match. It just tired. You know what I mean? It just yeah. feels tired at the end there. Why are they doing this? And why I I like the odds thing, but at the same time it's like why couldn't like I don't know like the Rockers or some other team, whatever the fuck, whoever was in that Survivor Series, I don't remember all the other matches. But They were there. Make the, it like a real intriguing five-on-five yeah, or something like that. Right. Instead of this weird thing. Because yeah. no one's going to beat Hogan and Warrior. They didn't even yeah. need Tito. Yeah, why not have some tag teams in there like they had on the other side? Right. You know, that's all. I, I understand And also, they, they really fucked up by not designating, like, where did these people land? Is there, like, an A side and a B side yeah. in each match? Because yeah. that would rationalize yeah. the faces versus heels, is that they would just you know, very subtly, just all the <laughs> all the faces are on the A side yeah. and all the heels are on the B side. But like, they didn't even say that. Yeah, I can't disagree that that's bad. It's I mean, horrible. It, it's very bad. Do you think about the wrestling classic, Joe? I'm okay with it. And Hogan Piper is the promoted main event. It's not the last yeah, match. Yeah, but the tournament is the main event, isn't it? Well, what is it? Uh, Junkard versus Savage at the in the final. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. For the, no, tournament. for the Rolls Royce or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. Is that what you won or I was that given away to the fans? I forget which thing you won. Because there was like oh, another yeah, right. thing, right? I think the fan won the car. It wasn't and, a Rolls and Royce, the, though. And the winner won like money or something. Yeah, right? something like that. I, I, it might get a pass. It might get a Maybe. buy, if you will. We got Hogan Sid and Hogan Bundy looming. We got the Survivor uh, SummerSlam 91 and Survivor Series 90 are both really bad. So what do you think? I mean, I personally... I think Hogan Bundy. I, I, I was going to say that. Hogan <laughs> Bundy is... I don't know. I know people like it. I can't comprehend why. It just doesn't seem I think it stinks. good to me. I think it stinks, Joe. And by the way, I just want to note this, that yeah. at WrestleMania 2 so gonna ha- somehow going to have two main events on the Death Valley. Well, they're both bad. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do it for number two, Hogan yeah. Bundy? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Die, die, die. 
Now, Hogan Sid is still there. The SummerSlam 91 fiasco, which I don't know how you're defending that. I just, it's whatever. What? It's bad. I think because the whole show is good. I don't know why. It just, it doesn't resonate with me as horrible. It would have been okay if Hogan hadn't beaten Slaughter all the time. That's my problem with it. Like, I don't even need to see him win. I don't know why. To me, it's just like, oh, let's just send the crowd home happy, whatever. Did they? Yeah. Come on. It's not, we're not in like the internet era, Joe. Like, people just want to see Hogan and Ultimate Warrior beat the shit out of somebody. Like, that's basically what they wanted to see. I'm sure if you're living in that time, right, the idea that the Hulkster would team up with the Ultimate Warrior who beat him the previous year, there had to be some attraction there. Well, they teamed up in the finale thing at 90 that you're also harping on. Yeah, but it was not planned. (laughs) Shut up! In kayfabe, I mean, I just mean for the fans. You are trying to tell me that the Survivor Series 90 Ultimate Finale is worse than the SummerSlam 91 old guy fight. Yes. Why? It just is, Joe. Okay. It, 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 there's. Do you want me to elaborate? A little bit. I think the Survivor Series thing should have been way better than what they gave us, whereas the SummerSlam 91 thing, it's exactly what we expect. But what we expected was it to be bad, and it was. So that I, makes it a bad main event. Listen, you say bad, I say like middling. It's like it exists. Nah, you like, say justice, I say justice. Joe, come on. You know that match is not as bad as the Ultimate Survivor. Do I? We might have to review this one uh, because I, I haven't seen it in a while. The Ultimate Survivor is like... An they, exercise in futility? It's like they took a shit and they just they left the shit out and that's all it is. They didn't even dress it up. They didn't even spruce the shit up. <laughs> Who spruces shit up? Well, if you want to present it. At least spray something, yeah, you mean? Like, yeah. At least try to like, make... like give, it a, give it a hat or something. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about putting hat on duty here. This is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. You really want to put Survivor Series 90 Ultimate Finale in? Yes, I think it sucks. It counts as the main event. And it ruined a good concept forever. They, they still have it not sucks. done it. sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> All right. It's a great concept. Bring it back, damn it. Like, just don't do that shit. So for number three, Survivor Series 90 Ultimate Finale? Yeah, fine. Die, die, die. You win, Quinn. You win, you win, you win. Like, tell me you wouldn't want to see at Survivor Series this year, just as an example, like, for some dumb reason, like, Cena and Elias end up on the same team. It'd be fun. Like, it'd be fun, right? It'd like, be fun. It'd you, be fun. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, so, I get the. I get what you're but, trying to say. Yeah. They could have done a much better job than they did right. in their choosing of the teams. Right, they're horrible. Like, you need Hogan Warrior there, but they could have done the heel team better. Yeah. Or they could have even mixed them up. Yeah, Because that, that would be even more novel. Okay, that would be novel. Yeah. That would be novel. Yeah. As it was, it was a short story. Uh, we have one left, Quinn. We've got... You got that one? Yeah. We got Hogan Sid from 8, which you and I both don't like very much. It's crappy. We got... I am still... Still campaigning for the Survivor or for the SummerSlam '91 thing. I know I can't. Rude Warrior. Also. Rude Warrior is worse than the Survivor SummerSlam '91. Okay, how? <laughs> this I gotta hear. Cause you know who's gonna win. But in the oh worst- come on, you know who's gonna win at SummerSlam '91. <laughs> right, also, don't but, use that rationale. Yes, but everyone likes Rude. That's the difference. Not everyone likes Rude. No, he's a heel. I no like, one likes. Rude. I like Rude. You're not everyone. Yeah, but Rude's more interesting. At least Slaughter, he's been done for a while. Exactly! That's the point I'm trying to make! That's saying, why SummerSlam's worse! Yes, but the disappointment factor, Joe, you're forgetting the disappointment factor. I'm remembering factor. it! I was disappointed when I saw that that was the main event! But I'm not disappointed with that main event, Joe. You, that, have, that you is, have issues. In the summer of 1991... Summer of George. That match is exactly what I expect to happen. However, with the Warrior and Rude, 
I was hoping at the very least Rude would come closer or something. I, I don't know. There's just, it sucks. It sucks worse than the other one. All of you fans out there, I'm going to have to ask your help. Regardless of what happens here in the final spot, I need you to take action on the boards. Come and on! please help me, help me convince Quinn that the SummerSlam 91 main event is worse. Thank you. This is a public service announcement. In but all, is it worse than Sid? I was just going to say, yeah. you think that either... SummerSlam 91, I forgot, has Sid as the ref, and that made it a little interesting. Yes, you forget that, too. I actually forgot about Not that. Not to mention Flair's looming because of the on the behalf belt. of the real world yeah. champion and the, the green hands and all that. <sighs> no, this is not fair that I'm getting like <laughs> screwed out of this SummerSlam 91 you shit. You know it's not as bad as I Sid. do know. You know it's not as bad as Sid and Hogan. That was Hogan's retirement match, brother. It was a very emotional He's time. He's giving me like a sly smile right now. You should see it on the camera there. You need to subscribe to the Patreon to get that. That was his retirement match because he was done wrestling. He was going to make a movie. Fucking bullshit, Joe. Papa Shago. Ultimate warrior who doesn't look like him. That people thought was fake or whatever. Yeah, thought it was Kerry Von Erich. They did. Yep. They sure did think it was Kerry Von Erich. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. So... <laughs> Hogan. Joseph, uh, come Michael, on. come on! You know Hogan Sid. I think is 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 going to go in real quick because people are going to ask because we didn't mention it. Hogan Slaughter from Seven. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with that. I don't know um, what people's. Pro- I don't have no problem with I this know, whole it's, it's Hogan fine. Slaughter well, program. The WrestleMania Seven thing is okay. Yeah, the SummerSlam one is bad, but it's, it's not like very bad. It's tell me this, Joe. Yeah, what would they do with Hogan? What would they do with Warrior instead on that on that SummerSlam? I have to think. Hang on. Was Warrior already getting in bed with Jake Roberts by then? I think he was. Warrior could have fought Jake Roberts. Okay, then what the Hulkster do? Maybe he could have fought Undertaker there. Undertaker doesn't even wrestle at that. that. They did it at Survivor Series. Yeah, but they weren't ready for that yet. Oh, come on. They weren't ready for that. Why not? And if he Warrior lost could have fought Undertaker. If he lost it then, God forbid Hulk's not the champion for like <laughs> a couple months until Survivor Series. Like, you know that shit would never happen. What if Hogan and Warrior fought the Undertaker and Jake Roberts? The Undertaker and Jake. That's Rob. a much better match, Quinn, on paper. Was that could have been a schmaz was ending? That feud going on by that time, though. Well, Hogan wasn't feuding with anyone. He was like he was he exclusive had, to Slaughter at that yeah, point. Yeah, but that's the problem is he had like decisively defeated them so many times. Yeah, but these are all in house shows. You have to remember the most who shows. Of, most of the country had not seen the proper. Good, and, good. And, <laughs> They're lucky. To be fair, like we live in an area where there's MSG shows on TV back then. Yeah, these a lot of the country did not have access to that. So after Slaughter had attacked him at the end of you know, and you know they showed it on Superstars, there had to be like some conclusion. I'm and falling Hogan asleep was, listening to and this. And Hogan was bringing out the big guns. He was bringing the Ultimate Warrior back. Who the Ultimate Warrior Joe? If you recall, yeah. got fucked over. Because of the whole Macho Man thing at the Royal Rumble. So, My, I don't have any sympathy for the Ultimate Warrior. What do you mean? He got a scepter on his head and, and lighting equipment, and that's Wait why he a lost minute the title. Now. Wait a minute. Two weeks ago, you were defending Savage the whole time and saying no, how Warrior I'm screwed not. him over, Listen, and he was a big jerk and a meanie, and he was mean, and he smelled. He got what he deserved from Savage. Slaughter <clears throat> was just like, he profited from something he had nothing to do with. So, Ultimate Warrior had to pay him back. So That's what, all I'm saying. So, what you're trying to say is that Hogan Sid should be on. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> Hogan Sid is a piece of crap and a missed 
yeah. misfire in on all levels. Yeah, and just on that warrior thing for one second. Yes. The warrior, he needed to pay back Slaughter for that because I, you know what I mean by like, that was part of his Randy Savage shit that, that happened to him. I agree with nothing that you're saying, but for the sake of the show, I'm going to put Hogan Sid on <laughs> because we can both agree that Hogan Sid is bad. Yeah, it stinks. It's no one cared. It, it doesn't have a clean ending. Yeah. And and to cap it all off, the first half of the main event blows it out of the water by a thousand percent. Yep. Flair Savage. Yep, yep, yep. That's a main event. I agree. This is a piece of shit. For number four, Hogan Sid. Die, die, die. Good Lord. To recap for Donnie, our, our worst of the Golden Era pay-per-views, the Death Valley is Piper versus Mr. T because it's a boxing match, mm-hmm. and it sucked also. Uh, Hogan Bundy, make your argument. It sucked. <laughs> it it's, blows. It's not good. Yeah. The Survivor Series 90 finale, which is a real piece of crap. I'll agree with you there. And <laughs> grudgingly, Hogan Sid because... <laughs> SummerSlam 91 had a fucking wedding, and somehow that isn't the worst thing on the show. You're not fair to SummerSlam 91. <laughs> I am fair, because the rest of the card is fun. That is our Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. As always, take it to the internet. Go on the Twitter, email us, or go to the Facebook group. Let us know your Rushmore and Death Valley. But when we come back, Quinn, we've been dodging the suggestion a little bit, but it's been on there for a while. It's where the uh, wrestling meets the football or something like that. Oh, that. Yeah, and that's coming up right after this. Hello, wrestling fans. Howdy doody. We're here to remind you that if you really like our show, you can donate over at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. That's right. And we have three rewards tiers. For $1, you get the raw video recordings of our episodes each week. Mistakes and all. I don't make mistakes. Add another dollar and you get the raw video plus weekly commentaries every single Friday. That's where we watch a match and talk over it. It's good. And for $3, you get the raw video, the weekly commentary, and our monthly live video reviews. Yep, we watch 1982 WWF while you guys watch. So that's patreon.com slash OVP podcast if you want to donate. And now, over to Sean Mooney. Who? Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here for episode number 83. Quinn, I can't believe it. We're reviewing something. <sighs> yeah, we can, um, <laughs> this is uh, something all right. We can thank our old friend of the show, one of the OVP originals, Jimmy Borden, for this suggestion. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Jimmy Borden. This was uh, something. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like football, but not. And uh, we'll obviously get into that. Folks, on January 1st, 1996, what a way to start off the new year for the World (laughs) Wrestling Federation. What a way, all right. We have taped two weeks earlier on December 18th, 1995. Because why wouldn't it be? (laughs) This this isn't important enough to be live. (laughs) The Raw Bowl. That's right. On New Year's Day in 1996 on the USA Network, if you watched Raw, you weren't greeted with a typical episode of Monday Night Raw. But you know what? I kind of wish we would have been after watching this. Hell to the yeah. This is hideous. This is very, very hammy. And it's not really the wrestler's fault. Let's put it that way. Well, they're they're being they're being smothered by a horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible gimmick. gimmick yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, Quinn, before we get right into this here, did you see this as it happened? Yes. I did too. Okay. But so I don't remember like 
hating it. Yeah, like it, it's one of those situations where you don't think it's as bad. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? When you're like, nine or ten, yes. Right. Which yeah. we were then. However, uh, in retrospect now, thanks to our good friend Jimmy Borden, we have the pleasure of revisiting this. And I gotta say, not so good. Not good at all. So we're going to get into it here now, just to set the context for you. This uh-huh. is January 1st, 96. The wrestling was from December of 95. Same shit, you know, same shit, different toilet. Right. And this is a period of time where Nitro now has been kind of churning away for the last three, four months and up WWF's butt so much that Vince kind of knew that his back was starting to become up the wall. And there's evidence of that at the end of the program. Well, if your back's against the wall, I don't know why the fuck you're doing this. Because... <laughs> Holy shit. I feel like we hit the shit jackpot or something. We really did the shit pot. Yeah. Honestly, we to start off here, we get a very football-y intro, which sounds like Vince's dream because you know he always wanted to do anything but wrestling. So any chance, whether he's playing Johnny Carson, whether he's doing Ugh. football, whether he's pretending to be a bodybuilder, any chance for Vince to escape the scourge that is professional wrestling, you know. It's so bad. Yeah, you know it's he's going to so take bad. it. And now, the USA Network proudly presents the 1996 World Wrestling Federation Raw Bowl. <laughs> And what I liked, Quinn, is how he said, it's the 1996 Raw Bowl. Yes, I said to you immediately, yeah, like they're going to do it again. Right, like Like, this was the start of a tradition, right? I hope not. (laughs) In the intro, we see Coach Blassie, who never comes up again, (laughs) by the way. Who are these people? Dandy Doc? Yes, he's now a dandy. He's very dandy. A bunch of cheerleaders. And uh, Vince tells us that it's the stepdaddy of them all or the Mac daddy of them all. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't understand why that is a thing. Yes, folks, it's finally here. The bowl game of bowl games. The stepdaddy with the Mac daddy of them all. We're taped from that hotbed of wrestling (laughs) and football, Newark, Delaware. Well, you know. (laughs) Hi, I'm in Delaware. And we're hosted, Quinn, because we got to have these puns here. By Jerry Musburger King. Yep. That is, of course, a pun on Brent Musburger. Yes, that's exactly his name. Yes. That's that's his real name. And I guess Shawn Michaels named him this one. Vin McMahon. Yes, Vin. (laughs) You know, Vin Scully. Do you get it? Do you get how football-y this is? Unfortunately. Now, ironically, Vin Scully would be more popularly known for baseball announcer until very recently. However, he was a big-time football announcer in the 80s. Really? Because I don't know that. And I I guarantee you people in 1996 (laughs) watching didn't know that. They're like, what, Vin. Vin. That's not anything Vin football. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. So King has a jersey on and an awful mullet. Did oh, you catch it's that? It's like Apex King mullet. <laughs> it's I, really long. It's like a rat tail it's at like this point. His ass. But I will say, he looked very slim because his, his jersey. jersey was tucked in. I was like, wow, the King's in good shape for this. <laughs> very good shape. Now, there's a marching band and everything to go along with this whole college football theme. It's terrible. It. And we're going right into our opening game here i guess so I don't know. yes everything is football basically this is a game and they're scoring right? right there was a coin toss backstage yeah so the smoking guns enter first vince calls them a couple of first round draft picks yeah exactly that's that's exactly how they did this yes exactly yoko and owen are next with jimmy Cornette and fuji mm-hmm. yoko quite humorously has 641 on his shirt that was his weight so out of shape or Joe. maybe he, how many chicken wings he ate 
Yeah, I'd like 6,000 chicken fajitas, please. He's fucking disturbingly He's huge. fat. Yeah. Oh, and of course, this is so fitting, has number one on his shirt, because of course he does. Yeah, and I have to say, Yoko looks extra Samoan here. Like, he doesn't look Japanese anymore. They're at the point now with Yoko, this is shortly before his face turn, where they've abandoned any semblance of him being Japanese. He's got, like, long ponytail hair, yeah, a yeah. beard. He just looks like a fat head shrinker. He's more like Polynesian, yes. I guess he would say. Yeah, absolutely. Brother Love is backstage, I guess, selling snake oil or something he's like that. I'm yelling, not really sure. And they're like referencing that he's somehow trying to rev up a team. I'm but not sure. All the teams are here, so I'm not sure like what the fuck he's even doing. Tell me about the time you were in the Raw Bowl. Razor and Savio are next. Savio has Uno on his jersey. <laughs> Really? Gold. They really went there with that? And then this, which I forgot about. The Goldust Usher guy, remember him? Yeah, like the, the, guy, the guy that looks like he's from Pee-wee's Pee Wee. He looks like Pee-wee yeah. when he dressed like an Usher, yes. like quite literally. He gives Razor some flowers, Razor beats him up, Goldust looms nearby, and the announcers start to make some bad football puns. I think we've just witnessed an illegal forward pass. Well, certainly an incomplete one as we see the remnants of what appear to be gold roses. I hate everything about this era. Yeah, it's pretty bad, actually, this, Quinn. This is the most pandering to children slash, I guess, sports fans, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but like what? It's it's very misguided. Let me just put it that way. It's horrible. Uh, so our final team here is the Kid and Sid with DiBiase in tow. Sid has... That's a good name for a team, it the is. Kid and Sid. <laughs> you know what? This is also great. Sid doesn't just have zero on his jersey. He has zero zero, which is just perfect for Psycho Sid that during this period of time. That seems about as smart as he could be. <laughs> yes. And this is right before Sid escaped the, this crap, right? Uh, like, yes. Be, he's gone after this. He's gone after this, and then he comes back and he's good, right? Yes. And he is... went to go play softball or something like that. <laughs> Apparently. We're yeah. not sure. Uh, so the rules, Quinn. One timeout per team at any time. Mm -hmm. A team is eliminated when a teammate loses, you know, via pinfall or disqualification, submission, things like that. Any player can be tagged in at any time by Not anyone. Wrestler. No, wrestler. player. Yes, player, player Quinn. Yeah. But you have to make physical contact with your opponent. So basically, if they tag in like your, your partner, partner yeah. you have to fight him for like a second, Wouldn't, which I would say just do like a shoulder block and immediately tag out. Just but, hug. Yeah. That's physical contact. Yeah, it's something stupid. It is. So Earl is the ref here and he looks like a giant idiot because he's dressed like an NFL ref kind of. Yeah, he looks really stupid. Not that he ever looks dapper to begin with, but yeah. he looks especially hicky here I and almost, dumb. I almost feel like Vince is like just embarrassing <laughs> him. Like He's like, here, Earl, put this on. Like yeah. I can't imagine any referee wanting to do this. No, definitely not. Like, so Owen and Bart start. Uh, the ring is supposed to look like a football field, by yeah, the way. It's green. That rhymes to Owen and Bart start. Yeah, and it's a big shart. Yeah, that, that <laughs> ring is bad. It, that, it's, it says raw, but it's like football green. It looks it looks terrible. like a tennis court from an NES tennis game. Yeah, it looks like they just <laughs> laid down like a piece of paper. Like that they like like a big laser printer printed this in like, you know, at Titan Towers. <laughs> so Owen tags in Billy just to be an ass. So the guns lock up and leapfrog around without really touching. And then they tag Yoko and Owen in. Ha ha, revenge. They're really hammering home this point. Yeah. Like really early on. Yeah. That like, oh, they can fight each other. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Why would they? I don't understand <laughs> right. at all. So Owen shoulder tackles Yoko, who then tags in Savio. Yoko beats up Savio for a while and then tags in the kid. And the kid, by the way, is in full karate mode at this point. Hoo-yah! 
Oh, yeah. High karate, if you will. Very high. Very, <laughs> very high, very high yeah, karate. Definitely high. That's for sure. Sid breaks up a two count on the kid and then kid tags his own and Savio tags out to Razor. King is sitting next to some chick named Ashley, like the Raw Bull Queen She's or something. She's the Raw Bull Queen, but she doesn't have a crown and a lot or of a like perverted, weird shit goes on here. Yeah, Vince actually says that King needs to watch his legal procedure. You better watch your legal procedure. And by the way, how much you want to bet King was sleeping with Ashley? I would take that bet. How old do you think <laughs> Ashley is? Uh, King I don't know. never did any like twenty three, like, way younger. How old's King? Right, like forty six. There, yeah. yeah. So like they're way far half his apart. age. Yeah. That's generally the rule with King is half the age. So how old's right. King now? Sixty eight or nine. So he dates like thirty year olds. Yes. Doesn't okay. that sound about right? That sounds about right. <laughs> yes. So anyway, Barkon and Sid go at it. We get a shot with King with his binoculars. This is like the precursor to the puppies era. Yeah. Like it's almost exactly. Did King have binoculars in an episode and he did like the Looney Tunes like on his toes thing with the binoculars at yes, some point? This this happened. Yes. Yeah, that all happened. <laughs> so Vince won't stop with the football jokes and the football puns. Seriously. Backfield in motion if ever saw it. So Bart with a suit play to Sid for two. Vince says one, two, and a score. No, yeah. no, he didn't. Almost a score again. Everything's so, a score. Even Vince even modifies his usual, like, <laughs> one, two, oh, three, oh, no, he didn't get him. Like, uh, instead, he says score every time, every time. And I swear to you, Joe, every sentence mm-hmm. is a football pun. It's there true. is not, like, one break from, it's, like, smothering. As it's, I said earlier, it's smothering everything. It actually detracts, I would say from the talent in the ring because with the exception of maybe Yokozuna, everyone in this match is a good wrestler at this point. Right. The guns are good. Owen, I mean, it's yeah. good talent. It's Sid's good. fine. They have good talent. Kid it's Razor. Just, you know, they're doing this. They're doing this it. gimmick. Yeah. They're being handcuffed by this gimmick. Sid and Savio go at it as it occurs to me that Sid is playing the wrong sport when you're right. He should be off playing softball. I don't know what he's doing. It's like... He doesn't play football. Here's the thing. It's like winter ball, right? Yeah, he's probably not good enough for spring. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah I th- that because he would disappear every year, right? At the same time, you you <laughs> would de- you would like demand that this happened when we were younger, right? You, you yeah. used to tell me all the time, "Yes, yeah, Sid plays softball." Like I thought this was real. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know if that's just a blown up rumor over the years. Yeah. <laughs> if you we know more do that about this. on the case, yeah. Sid plays softball. <laughs> Let us know if you know anything about that. Fuji grins a lot at ringside as <laughs> Owen waves the flag. <laughs> yeah, ha ha! That got Owen and Yoko beat up Savio. We come back from a timeout commercial break. As Vince welcomes official us, timeout, official timeout, yeah. to the Lipton Brisk Iced Tea <laughs> Raw Bowl. When did it become I this? He didn't say that before. More brother love backstage as Quinn says, this is disgusting. It's absolutely the, the whole thing, that right? Whole, this whole display. It's, it's jump the shark. I hate it so much. It's terrible. <laughs> so Savio finally tags in a razor. This match is long, by the it's way. Like it's like half, half the, the show. show. Yeah. And Kid tries to call timeout, but he gets punched by Razor. Then he does call timeout again, and Earl allows it this time. And he actually says some crap into the mic, like the NFL style. Yeah. Oh, you're all time out there. The microphone never works on those referees. Who cares? But Earl <laughs> blows the whistle and then throws a flag. Yeah, well, it is football, right? Or raw bowl. <sighs> Sid wanders in and clotheslines Razor, and then Kid gets the pin. Now, this was stupid to me, right? Yeah. Because, like, Savio clearly is calling timeout, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, 
at the same time, if it's like football rules, why is there no like instant replay or anything? That's right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Why can't like even in '96 they had instant replay in the NFL, right? Yeah, since the early '90s. Oh yeah, because they had that weird Steinbrenner (laughs) thing on like WWF and like what what WrestleMania (laughs) seven? It's at seven, right? You fire them, (laughs) like George Steinbrenner and like Vince or something, and that punter from some team debate from like the the, 1910s. Yeah, they debate the merits. Whoa, gentlemen! Whoa! Terrible! Whoa, now, gentlemen. Let's go to our neutral corners and cool off a minute. Why did he bring in a baseball owner for that? Yeah, what the hell? I don't understand what that was. Oh, no. So anyway, (laughs) King yells, touchdown, the band plays. Yes, it's like a whole thing. And and Savia just watched it all happen. He looks stupid. (laughs) But he did try to call timeout, to be fair. He did. So King busts out the magistrator. Remember that? Well, you know, because in in sports, they use that, but they don't call it the magistrator. No, it's But, you know, they they, must have just had the graphic on hand, and they were like, well, we have to call it something. So King draws like a dick and a dragon or something <laughs> on the screen there. I'm not sure. And yeah. people wonder why Nitro started winning around this time. I probably turned the channel by this point. <laughs> like, I swear. I probably was like, what's going on in WCW? It's live. Lord Steven Regal's <laughs> yeah. doing something. I don't Finley. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Owen and Bart fuck around for a while. As <laughs> King mentions the Lombardi trophy. They've been hinting. And we hope he's setting up yeah. a Brooklyn Brawler reference, right. but he kind of just trails off to nothing. Right. It's almost as if they literally like cut him off like he said the joke. Yeah. Like, and they edited it out because it definitely was pre taped. Right. He's like, you know, McMahon, it's the most prestigious trophy, the Lombardi trophy. And Vince just no sells it. Yeah. And you hear nothing for a while. Yeah. It just like his commentary only disappears. Yes. It's like, weird. It's really weird. Owen misses a big splash off the top, which prompts Vince to say, hit the upright. Hit the upright. Every single fucking sentence has a football pun, Joe. Every but not even in context. Yeah, every, it doesn't matter what they, even King's doing it. Yeah, it's like, not just Vince. You can't escape it. It's on top of you. It's tackling you, if you will. No, uh, now you're starting to do it. No, you're I a little, can't off, help it. You're just, a little offsides there. I've just been watching this bullshit, this, and it's terrible. It's, it's like seeping into my pores. It's seeping through my football jersey. That's a little illegal forward motion there. Uh, anyway, Cornette takes the bump of the night, of course he does, off of a Billy Gunn punch. Very good. I'll even give him credit <laughs> that there. That was good. And they like, get the trash off the field. Like, what? That's yeah. not even a football thing. That's just like, being, get the debris off the that's, field. That's fucking rude. I know. Like, it is a little rude, isn't yeah. it? So Yoko goes for the bonsai drop as Owen's holding Bart's, uh, Billy's legs, but he gets tripped by Bart. Bart pulls Billy out of the way, and Yoko actually winds up bonsai dropping Owen, which is kind of a funny that, spot. That's funny, but then the the stupid thing again, they blow the whole what is it like um, timeout timeout thing because he's calling timeout and the ref's not looking, but like it's football, so there should be instant replay. Like right. what the fuck? They never mentioned that. Yeah, you would think Vince shoehorns every conceivable football term into this match. But he overlooks the instant replay aspect. Which is the most important difference between it and wrestling. Earl's got a fucking cap on and a live mic and a flag in his pocket. And they can't think to do a spot where there's an instant replay. Especially when Yoko and Owen have like two managers who are like football coaches. And they can't throw in a red flag or something. for. I don't know if they had the red flag thing yet. I don't know if football. they did. I don't know how you called that in in the nineties. But it would have been funny if Cornette had like a headset on, like a yeah. defensive coordinator. Yeah, or yeah. Something. It would. Oh my god! <laughs> Wouldn't they, that they have been a good one? Too. They missed that one they, too. And 
DiBiase also. Yes, DiBiase was ringside too. Although I don't think the million dollar man would like lower himself. Maybe he'd hire a football coach. See, that there would be you funny. Go. Yes. What? They just get Coach Tolos. <laughs> Ew, no, I don't want him. So Sid comes in and comically stomps the shit out of Billy Gunn and he almost gets a score. Yeah. And then Vin- <laughs> Vince sings the praises of the Raw Bowl in the arena we're at as you can clearly see like the exit yeah. doors which is just a funny visual. Billy eats a choke slam yeah. as King yells intentional grounding. What? Sid holds Billy for Kid to jump off the top rope into a dropkick, but Razor appears out of nowhere while the ref is distracted, throws Kid onto Sid, and Billy scores, and Vince yells, Touchdown! 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 So the Raw Bowl the f- will forever be remembered for that famous call, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I- imagine JR calling that. No, I- yeah. I'd rather not, Quinn. Okay, can we get to the regular <laughs> wrestling now? And sure. now that we're finally done with that sure. shit. So overall, as a match, Quinn, I would have to say that the wrestling part of it was fine. It, was okay. it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Yeah. But the endless football references that they were just like cramming into it I, were I feel like I watched an hour of football but I watched <laughs> 20 minutes of the raw ball of Bart Gunn yeah so Vince and Jerry speculate if Shawn Michaels is coming back or retiring spoiler alert he comes <laughs> back and he wins the Royal Rumble then we go to Dandy Doc <laughs> Hendricks from the worst set that I've ever seen them ever use this was insane Joe <laughs> for a halftime I, report I you could tell them I physically lost it. Like well, I, he's I, sitting at like a play school desk <laughs> and a green screen. Everything, like everything else, is green screen. He's got a white turtleneck with a black coat. His mustache is so fucking furry, and his hair is stupid. Yeah, it's really bad. Everything is bad. Like everything, Joe. It all tackles me, and I literally fell off the couch and was laughing for like we had to pause it because I couldn't like stop it was insane and Doc basically cuts to Jumbo Jim Ross (laughs) who said I had a quick word with Big Daddy Cool. <laughs> Did get a quick word with Big Daddy Cool. My favorite part is he's wearing like a winter coat and gloves, but he's inside. He he's like, there's no wind. He's clearly in up like the tunnels of the building. <laughs> he's dressed like Sean Mooney from the first Raw. Yeah. When Sean Mooney was outside, like, oh, Bobby Heenan, what are you doing? He's yeah. dressed like Craig Gumble or something. Craig Gumble, yes. Yeah, whatever the football was. <laughs> Greg Gumble. Greg, what? Yeah. Gumble and Gumble. But by the way, yeah. fuck Bryant Gumble. Yeah, I don't like him. So Doc types the Royal Rumble. We get Brett versus The Undertaker. That match stunk. Yeah. Ahmed versus Jeff Jarrett. Like, don't hype that. It stinks. <laughs> I don't ever want to watch that. So we go back to the field. <laughs> yes, they say that for the second half here. And for absolutely no discernible reason, we see extensive clips of the hog pen match from In Your House. First of all, this isn't the field. They took us back to like a replay. Yeah, I know. Like what? Yeah, we went to like an old game. Second of all, I never wanted to ever see this match ever again. So why the fuck are they showing it? I saw this live on pay-per-view. So I, yes, I this did was too. horrible. Yeah. And King might have the line of the night, though, because he says everything that's brown in there is not mud. Yeah, it's shit. All right. There's literally pigs. So, of course, there's shit in there. So Tony Chimmel inadvertently gets slopped, <laughs> leading Vince to say, ah, poor young man. Yes. Oh, that's poor young man. Hillbilly ass is the ref here, and you said he looks better than both of the wrestlers. He does. He looks like bigger and better, and like he's even slim. He's not fat, no, out no, of no. shape. Like he looks good. 
What was the deal with that? Like hillbilly, what well, he could clearly like compete at that point in time. I swear that guy did not change from 1985 till at least 2001. Yeah, he looks <laughs> and he, he looks badass. Like listen, like in it, the attitude era. Listen, I always say if you just put his hair in a ponytail and like slicked it back and got rid of the overalls and like made him a biker, he could have been in DOA and he would have looked way badass, like more badass than those fucking guys because they just look like guys pretending to be bikers. That guy looks like a fucking biker. He did do a biker gimmick before he was Hillbilly Jim down, right. in, the, down in the territories. He was called Harley Davidson. Right, exactly. Wouldn't he be the best fit for DOA? Sure. <laughs> he should have been their manager. manager. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Triple H gets a face full of slop and uh, he'd continue that tradition years later after marrying Stephanie. We take a break so they can clip ahead near the finish. Good. Or so we think. Triple H with an elbow from the top of the pen as King name drops Jeff Foxworthy and then steals his jokes. Like up. years before <sighs> that was like popular. Was it even popular? Maybe in the yeah. Rust Belt. Early two thousand. No, early two thousands. It was mainstream. God, it was the a, blue collar comedy tour and all that horse yeah, shit. Yeah, it made it to like Fox and shit. All that shit sucked. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> oh, get her done. Oh, and then the other guy that no one cares about, Bill Engvall or something. Cable guy. No, that's no. Larry the Cable. But yeah. then there's the other ones that like, who gives a well, shit? I thought Jeff Foxworthy was like the classy version of all of it. At least he wore like a suit and stuff. Suits don't equate to class, though, do they? He just seemed like a nice guy. I, I know he wasn't like obnoxious about it. He was more like making fun of redneck culture. To be fair to him, I guess so. But Quinn, if I really wanted to have a couple of rednecks bore the shit out of me, I'd listen to something to wrestle. So, <laughs> but you can listen to it on here because Brother Love just keeps blabbering to nothing. <laughs> so anyway, the crowd is dead quiet. During this the- sucks. <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> As we take another break, we come back and we get a slop, ro- slop drop by the hog next to the pig pen. You know, when Vince is back against the wall, this is what he pulls out this hillbilly <laughs> shit every time. This is this is like okay, the hillbillies are literally his crutch. I don't like. Get it. Remember when he couldn't fill time on TNT, so he just kept bringing on Uncle Elmer and all that <laughs> bullshit. Like, ugh, I hate it. And people say that WWF is so Northeastern and so New York. They are, but Vince has this weird obsession with hillbillies. He, he, think, he like thinks it's the funniest shit ever. I bet you, like, when he was growing up, his favorite show was probably the Beverly Hillbillies. It had to be, right? Well, maybe Hee Haw. Petticoat Junction. Sure, we yeah, can go with that. some shit yep. like that. Peter yeah. Winston will appreciate that yeah. one. I'm sure he has a story. Yeah. Stay tuned to GF Allentown for, <laughs> for the, that one. The sequel to this conversation. <laughs> so anyway, Triple H backdrops Henry into the pen for the win. That's right. Mm-hmm. Two misconceptions here I want to clear up because it seems to get muddied, no pun intended, <laughs> in people's minds. This was... Not a punishment for Triple H no. because uh, this is way before the MSG incident. And this was a huge program for him. I remember watching at the time. This yeah. was like hyped on Raw. Yes. And, like people were talking about this shit. And he won. Yeah, he did win. <laughs> so I, it wasn't I actually a punishment. I asked you before it was over. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Triple H wins but still gets thrown into the hog pen, right? Yep. And as you say that, Triple H goes after Hillbilly Jim who shoves him yeah. right back into Henry. And Henry Goblin press slams Triple H into the pig pen. Well, right. yippee. So now, yeehaw! This is the start of a very uh, weird two-week tradition, I suppose. We <laughs> hype for next week. Brett Bulldog from this same in your house. They're just going to replay that match in full. They so, have nothing, Joe. I guess. Did, yeah. Did I mean, this taping get cut short? Did the power go out again, <laughs> or something? Like what happened? All that excitement from the Robo. I don't know if they were trying to see. They're doing when they do weird shit. Which starting in September, which is shortly after Nitro debuted. Mm-hmm. 
They did that whole elaborate intro on the roof and all that. The brand oh, yeah. new dang, season dang, of dang, Raw. Dang. Right? Shawn Michaels like dancing on the roof. Right. And they start to work in these weird things like this Raw Bowl theme and replaying pay-per-view matches. It's all because Vince knows that on the other cable channel, TNT, they're on to something. They're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's trying to do these things to combat that. But it, this is not I the got, way to do it. Let me ask you this, actually. Like just thinking about it now. Yeah. I remember back in the day where it wasn't easy to get every pay-per-view, right? Like you couldn't get your parents to get every pay-per-view. True. So this was in a weird way. This was appealing to especially young fans who could convince their parents to buy every pay-per-view is like, oh man, the, the main event from the last pay-per-view is gonna be on regular TV. You know but what? Problem, You're right. Yeah, but the problem is with that theory is that they would always just tell you the results yeah. like on the, the Monday after so it's like it's like 50-50, right? It's like, it's cool that you can see this pay-per-view match that you didn't have access to, but on the other hand, you know who wins. I could see this match, which I, I like this Bright Bulldog match. Uh, I could see this playing right into Bret Hart's ego and him saying something retrospectively like, you know, they my, my match with Davey was so good that Vince wanted to replay it and show everybody what a good wrestler I was. It's like, so, I guarantee you he used that. It's so nice they played it twice. <laughs> and, and Lord knows I love Bret, but I bet he said something like that. But anyway. You think this was an ego stroke? No, I don't think it was. I think it was just Vince was desperate to put something on to try right. to like get people to drum up some interest. But also next week, Quinn, Hakushi versus Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> what? Okay. They're hyping it. Here's the thing. Hakushi Jarrett, Jarrett sucks, but I like Hakushi, but this is during Not that period face. where Hakushi sucked balls. No more Shinja. Shinja was off, I guess, he, trying to find Pat Tanaka somewhere. Finding his next protege. <laughs> he had succeeded with Hakushi. He needed another one so they could form the new Orient Express. Yeah. <laughs> but he failed. He didn't get there back no. in time because then Hakushi Sad. went back to Japan and had like, and he, was he became like undead and like yes. had casket matches with The Undertaker or something. Yeah, something that like that. Up. It's real. Our next match here is the rematch that no one wanted to see from SummerSlam 95. It is Diesel versus King Mabel. Mabel enters on his sedan for perhaps the last time. Thank God. Jeff Hardy is one of the guys carrying it, and he actually sells the weight. That is funny. They, they like, go close up on his face, and he, like, grimaces from (laughs) the weight. It's actually good. Good job, Jeff Hardy. And that's amazing. In January, the the first day of 1996, and Jeff Hardy Mm -hmm. is in the World Wrestling Federation. And to think he's not even 40 yet in 2018. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's pretty crazy, actually. And speaking of Grimace, Mabel sure looks like him. So anyway, Brother Love is still backstage talking to no one. Big Daddy Kuehl comes out next. And (laughs) this is his tweener phase, which was much better than his whole 95 face run. I'm thoroughly confused by this because in my memory... Maybe as a kid, I just thought he was a heel. The minute he attacked Bret Hart, he was a heel in my brain. He, he was formally a tweener until March, and then he turned on Michaels at MSG. Right, that's how the company treats right. him, but I'm sure each fan had their own opinion. And I just, in my brain as a kid, I never interpreted him as, as a, a face, face after that. I didn't like, either. I, yeah, I was like, I he, didn't like him after he that. He attacked the baby face right. champion. Yep. Like, like, what a fucking asshole. I'm with you. I didn't like him after that either. So, right. uh, Mike Yoda's the ref as Diesel attacks Mabel and beats him with a big boot. Yeah. <laughs> in eight seconds. Unbelievable. And yep. it's almost like the backland thing. Yep. They completely bury Mabel. Now, you say this is some kind of punishment? Yeah. I think it was because not only had Mabel had a reputation for injuring people, he injured Diesel in 95. He broke Undertaker's orbital socket legit. And that's and why he had to wear that dumb mask, Yeah, that's right? actually why. So Vince had had enough of him. And uh, <laughs> and Mo then runs in and yes, gets a powerbomb. 
Well, that's good. Our favorite. Yeah, Mo. Remember Mo, the yeah. best wrestler ever? <laughs> yeah. So Diesel comes over to King and Ashley, and he takes Ashley away by the hand. What is this, WrestleMania 11? <laughs> it's like the same ending, Joe. I know. Like, quite literally. <laughs> so we go backstage for the Lombardi Trophy presentation. It's and yes, hap- It's happening. The Brooklyn Brawler gives the Smoking Guns a plastic trophy with his paste with his face pasted on it. Is this about Doink, though? I don't know. Yeah. And Billy breaks it, and then the guns, Ahmed Johnson and Marty Jannetty beat him up and dump the Lipton Brisk on I don't, him. Okay, I don't like this because, like, the guns, like, break the trophy. They initiate all of it, yeah. and then all the faces beat him up for seemingly, like, I know. no reason. Yeah, Billy breaks the trophy, and, and Brawler's like, what the heck? Yeah. And, and then everyone beats him up. And they dump iced tea on him. <laughs> This is why you should watch WWF instead of Nitro. So anyway, our Royal Rumble participants include Barry Horowitz, Tatanka, Dory Funk Jr., and in a major announcement, (laughs) what (laughs) Vader during the worst period of his career. This was the worst that he ever was. You don't like the when he beat up Gorilla thing, though? I like it, but this is still the worst period. 96 and 98, it's bad. He had a little bit of a resurgence in 97 for a little while, but it just, like, I think even you said when we were watching, it was such a waste of Vader. Oh, it was. I just meant that, like, this initial period I thought was good when he did the the Vader bomb. When he Vader bombed Gorilla, and then after that, he, like, fell off the stairs. Like, he just was awful. And then he had a brief resurgence in 97 under the tutelage of Paul Bearer. Right. Remember that? Yeah, that that was was okay. My Vader! (laughs) Yeah, my (laughs) Vader! So anyway, um, we talk about Shawn Michaels next week and his whole injury. And Quinn, you actually got confused the about graphic. Okay, John. yeah. When Sean faked which injury? Because I know he does this sometimes, where he doesn't so, want a job, so he fakes so an injury. I was confused because you know how like there's like bearded Sean face when he has an injury or whatever. Yeah, his fake injury. Right. So I was like, is this when he gives up the title or whatever? But then I'm like, wait a sec, it's like January '96. No, he had. He gave it up to Dean Douglas because Dean Douglas because yes, that's uh, the Dean Douglas Owen Hart head thing. Yeah, right? because he was drunk and high and mouthed off to a guy that beat him up. And what's this? What's this announcement for? So then Owen fake kicked him in the head. Right. So then they worked that into an angle for two months where Sean basically didn't have to wrestle and just got all this hype around him, and that led to Brett being bitter. <laughs> right. You know. But what is this announcement at this? Next because draw? he had the post traumatic concussion syndrome. Wait, this is that? Yes. Okay, then hold the phone, Jeff. I'm holding the graph was of him doing when he gave it. up the title to Dean Douglas but that happened already yes in October but this is another concussion thing no this is still that what I'm trying to tell you <laughs> is that Shawn Michaels didn't have to do dick for like three months and then he won the world title okay does and I know he a, fakes a lot he, of injuries, so it's very easy for you to get confused. Well, the, the the true confusion was is that I thought that they had used the clip of him that was pre-recorded in the picture and spoiled everything. No, 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 no. Uh, They're just showing a very bad picture of him to show yeah. you that like he's not okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's got to train to win the world title with those Lothario and everything. Okay. John? John? <laughs> and finally, in our highlight of the night here, we go to the first ever... Billionaire Ted's wrestle in a war room. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Including a mustachioed Vince Russo. Bro, we got Hulk Hogan and the Nacho Man. Bro. So they make fun, they meaning the WWF yeah. via these characters, of Hogan and Savage. You know, it's our first glimpses at the Huckster and the Nacho Man. Right. While showcasing guys like <laughs> Razor Ramon. Scott Hall. And Diesel. Kevin Nash. And that, my friends, is what you call irony. The new WWF generation. 
The end. Yeah, it, liter- the it end. literally ends. Titan Sports, copyright 96 or whatever. And there's a big middle finger if you look close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the, you have to turn your brightness up on your TV. It's one of those things that you, when yeah. you're balancing the color. Yes, exactly. They're like, please balance in this middle finger, but we had the brightness up. Good Lord, Quinn. This is not the sign of good times to come for the WWF. This is the beginning of the shit times. Like the real drizzling, assy shits. Yeah. Like is indicative of, of Triple H going in a pile of shit right. in this show. With the exception of a few bright spots here and there, from about now until September, October, WWF was very tough for even the most ardent of supporters, such as myself, I mean, to it was, watch. It was building. All of 95 was awful. Yeah. I mean, this... For the most part. But this is like... This, if this is this is the indication of 96 to come, mm-hmm. fuck. Like, I mean, 96, to be fair, was a little... It was better. better, yeah, but it was still hard to watch. Yeah, Gwen. and this is you know raw, bowl, more like toilet bowl. Yeah, thank you. Until we get to Pillman got a gun, this is a, a shit storm. This is a shit storm. So overall, I would say that was a, a poor show. Would you oh, call it? It poor? was very poor. I would call it poor. Was it okay? Was it the worst WWF thing we have ever reviewed? It might be up there. Yeah, that was hideous. It, it's up Joe. there. It was. It was like uncomfortable yep. it felt long and it was only 46 minutes <laughs> i felt like i watched two hours yeah it was it, it was, was pretty it, tough it was awful it was awful it was tough to watch but folks thank you so much for sticking with us and not thinking that we're awful thank you jimmy borden for this horrible suggestion <laughs> and as always if you have any suggestions you want to throw them on the suggestion list on ovppodcast.com if you haven't yet follow us on twitter at ovp podcast join the group facebook.com go to the our vantage point retro wrestling podcast discussion group and until next time i am joe Murata. that is michael quinn thank you for being with us for another episode until next time so long see ya And all there's going to be a big eight. Free agent. I think Savio will be more of a walk-on. He punted him. And look who's in the end zone. Razor was way out of bounds. Ted DiBiase's goal line defense. You're way off sides. You can expect a quarterback sneak from that man right there. They could go all the way. That's not the point spread I heard. The coin toss already took place earlier on. Penalty. Penalty. A quarterback slide. Put those binoculars down. We're going to take this official timeout. Now there's a blitz for you. Now Savio's roughing the kicker. That would be the equivalent of a turnover. Hoping that the clock doesn't run out. First down. Oh, yeah, it's going to be third and long now. Who knows who is going to win this first ever Raw Bowl.